minute later, uh, uh, Frank, uh, you start to head out the door and you look around and there is no sign of Mr. Gray. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just assuming he's around somewhere because I think he wants to find out as much as I do. All right, well, I will, you know, hands in pockets and start, uh, start walking down the street, looking around. Midnight cowboy. <laughs> right, now I have yeah, a rhinestone yeah. cowboy stuck in my head. Thank you. Uh, why? Okay, uh, you don't go far, uh, about just about three blocks away from the building. You happen to glance around, and you see coming up from behind the uh, same van. Okay. Uh, what's the... First of all, about what time is it? Um, about 11. Okay. Is there much traffic? No, not a whole lot. All right. Is there a... I'm coming up on an intersection. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. I will... I'll try to pace it so that I get to it when I'm, I'm trying to get them to have to stop at a red light. And you time it perfectly. Yes. All right. Uh, well, when that does, okay, the, the van, I, I don't think we established. I assume the windows are blacked out. Pretty much, yeah. All right. I will, well, then I will go, I will just quickly trot uh, across the intersection directly in front of the van and... Display my badge. Okay. You do that. Um, and I get run over it. <laughs> I have a plan and for And from somewhere, just like, some, it's like it's a whisper on the wind. You hear mm -hmm. Gray say, a bold move, Cotton. We'll see how it works out. If I can dodge a van, I can dodge anything. Uh, and you sure, man? All right. So proceed. All right. You want to step out of the van, gentlemen? Well, through the windshield, what do I see? Um, it, it, it is heavily tinted, but there mm -hmm. are uh, two people in the front, and you think a third person in the back. Okay. I will, uh, instinctively using an old cop trick, I will, I will pat the hood of the van, leaving my fingerprints, and uh, kind of slam it and say, out of the van now. Roll your manipulation plus intimidation. Ooh. I give you plus one for the badge. Ooh. Well, <laughs> one. Uh, there's a brief hesitation. Uh, but yeah, after uh, um, the, the driver's side window rolls down uh, and a uh, really big guy, um, mm -hmm. linebacker type body, uh, leans his head out and in a Tennessee draws. What seems to be the problem, officer? Let's see your license and proof of insurance, please. Registration vehicle. And he turns towards the uh, whoever's sitting in the passenger seat. And uh, after a second, he hands out. Well, he he, he hands it to uh, the driver's license and the uh, insurance and uh, uh, or proof of registration. And do people still ask for proof of registration? Because I don't have it. Um, I don't know. They do in the movies. They do here, for sure. Yeah. 
They also used, you know, lightsabers in the movies. Um, well, he holds it out. You'll have to walk Maybe around to the driver's. You'll have to no, walk I around don't. The no, I, no, I, no, I don't, because I told him to get out. I don't want him driving off. Okay. As he's hesitating, my my hand is just resting inside my jacket, like on my. Okay. He turns and looks towards the guy in the uh, the guy in the front seat, whose face for some reason you can't make out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then slowly he get uh, the seatbelt and gets out. All right. Now I'll walk and collect the documents from. Okay. So, Mr. Johnson. Because I need to write this guy's name down if you're going to actually talk to him and shit. NPCs, uh, NPCs, go there. His name is Vincent Goyle. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> his name is Perkins. Mr. Perkins? First name, first, first name irrelevant. Mr. I. Perkins. Um... You know, Knoxville's not a big town, but I wouldn't expect to see you as often as I've seen you. He shrugs us. I don't know that we've seen each other anywhere. Officer, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Officer's fine. I'll, uh, is the, I assume the insurance and everything, I assume everything looks... Everything so, looks uh, legit. Beyond the sheer right. illegality of the van. <laughs> I'll hand everything back to him. Let's say... Why don't you just tell the Rookwoods if they want to talk to me, just give me a call. And after about two seconds from inside, uh, <laughs> where the uh, the uh, passenger seat, uh, you hear someone say, "Okay, Officer Jones, why don't you consider this a call?" Well, let's talk, Mr. Rookwood. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear you over over sick I, going da da da. Uh, I said, "What did you say again?" What can I do for you, Mister Rookwood? Are you to where you can actually see him? Well, no, I assume he's. I assume it's his face that's blurred out. But I'm looking. I'm looking at the passenger seat. We're kind of okay. Backing. Yeah, it is a fairly young-looking man, mm-hmm. uh, although you don't know, uh, and. He is looking at you with great intensity, uh, and he says, just come with us peacefully. All right, uh, got it. Okay, uh, so Luke, please roll your... Yeah. Uh, what is your integrity? Stick has been transformed yeah. into a small creature of some kind. Uh, my integrity... Hello, Dobby. ...is... Uh... Oh, hello, puppy. On this, where it, I don't seem to have it. Oh, yeah, it's one. Okay, you feel uh, a strong uh, compulsion to just peacefully come with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wish to try and resist it, you can spend one willpower uh, mm-hmm. and roll your resolve plus composure and add whatever successes you get to your one in integrity. Um, and but then you hear another whisper saying very softly. Uh, Okay. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Put put away my badge, and I will walk around to the walk around to the okay. door. Side door opens, and uh, there's another hulking brute in the mm-hmm. van in the back. And uh, as you climb in, he will 
Give you an intimidating look and reach over to take your gun. Uh, not so fast there, Buttercup. Uh, he also has a gun that actually is actually pointed at you. Okay, well, that's fast enough. I didn't want you to, you know. Yes, I will hand him over my, my service <laughs> weapon. Okay. He gestures for you to, it's open in the back. Um, he gestures for you to get over to the other side and sit down. Uh, you notice, oddly, that he waits several seconds before closing the door. Uh, and uh, as the van pulls off, you feel someone that you cannot see elbow you in the side. He's, he's sitting in my lap because there's not enough room. Uh, all uh, unmarked mysterious vans have unlimited room in the back. Uh, do I then, I, I don't know, knowing nothing about all this supernatural frappery, do I believe that uh, I'm meant to be under some kind of spell or, or something? Uh, you, yeah. You felt a momentary, <coughs> unnatural... Uh, you know the normal circumstances you would not have gotten into this van, at least not without a fight. Uh, but you were trying to resist it when uh, you heard uh, Gray tell right. you to go along. At that point, you stopped resisting. And at that point, it was... You didn't even really think that much about losing, about giving up your gun because they told okay. you to come peacefully. Then I will. Then I will just sit quietly and stare blind. Okay. Uh, no one talks to you on the way to where they're going, but after about uh, 15 minutes, it pulls off uh, into a very, very expensive uh, part of residential area uh, and uh, eventually takes you up to a full-scale mansion. Uh, <laughs> Two-story, well, it's not full, so a Mick mansion, but still, uh, it's uh, floors, uh, entrance and there's like a fountain in front with a circle around it uh, and uh, they uh, the, the guy in the back who we will call tiny uh, because why not uh, they uh, escort you inside uh, with uh, uh, the young guy who once he gets out you look at him he he looks more of a vampire than uh, gray does uh -huh. uh, because he is uh, very pale Um He's casually dressed. He's not like dressed like you know, like with stock or anything like that. <laughs> he's wearing a cape. Uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, nothing along the lines of what we do in the night. Um, <laughs> but he, um, yeah, he's. Well, roll your uh, uh, if you want to study him. Roll your uh, wits plus intimidation. Uh, uh, investigate. <laughs> okay. You're not gonna intimidate them, I'm sure. Two, two successes. Ah, ah. Yeah, he is unusually pale for someone from the South. I haven't given any thought to who's playing him, uh, but no one important. Uh, but you were, did you watch the videotape of Rookwoods of Tennessee? I Vampires think I, yeah, I, yeah, I watched all, all the ones they did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> according to, uh, and he's you know, mildly famous because he's from a rich local family, uh -huh. uh, this is Josh Rookwood. Um the youngest son of the family, uh, but according to that video, he was uh, back around uh, 1910. He was Josiah Rookwood, also the youngest son of the family. Uh huh. Well, uh, you are. Uh, uh, the door opens up. There is an actual butler there who has a somewhat glazed expression. The two thugs escort you in behind uh, Josh. 
Again, you notice there's about a four-second gap between the uh, uh, everyone passing through and the door closing. And uh, they lead you uh, into the building past the uh, big circular stairs going up to the second floor uh, to a fairly big meeting room uh, slash library uh, behind uh, a, a fairly ornate desk. Well, there are four people. There are three people in here, not counting y'all. Uh, there is an older man. It looks to be about 65. You instinctively recognize him as being the most powerful person in the room. Something about him mm -hmm. just like raises the hairs on the back of your head. Uh, mm -hmm. There is a very attractive 20-year-old woman. Uh, or she looks to be 20 anyway. You have no way of knowing. Uh, but she is standing next to the old man's chair. And then there is a uh, middle-aged guy. And uh, then uh, the uh, one who brought you in uh, from the video, you know them as Abraham Rookwood, who is supposed to be deceased. Felicity Rookwood, or at least that's the name she's going by now. She's in all the society papers as young debutante, although no one remembers her actually going to a debutante ball. Eddie uh, <laughs> uh, Rookwood attends various charity functions. Uh, he is supposed to be a lawyer, but no one seems to know what firm he's with. Uh, and then young Josh. And the old man speaks first. Abraham uh, says, Officer Jones. So glad we could finally meet. Please have a seat. All right. Well, I will. Before we begin, I would like to well, actually let me make sure no one can do something that will totally screw up everything for Mr. Gray. <laughs> that would have thrown my plan into horrible disorder. Uh -huh. God, if only my damn family had come with me to protect. Me. But no. I mean, you. I'm glad, I'm glad Brooks muted. <laughs> I was I was talking and <laughs> just didn't realize I was muted, and I was like, "Well, you didn't let me come." Okay. Um. You take a seat. Um. Before we begin, I suppose it's. We should get some business out of the way. Um, would you like to tell me exactly what you know about our special community? I know you've been interacting with Mr. Gray. I know you have been out to the forest and most likely met some of the wolves. But what do you actually know? Well, that's about it. I know... Someone named Mr. Gray. I don't know anything about him. What are your feelings about him? Well, I don't think I know him well enough to to have an opinion. He uh, he seems all right. He hasn't uh, hasn't done me any harm. <clears throat> Do you like your work, officer? Sometimes. How long have you been an officer? About. Uh, what was it? Long, ten years? There about at least. Yeah. Um, Few years. But I'm sure you know. Sure, you know all about my uh, work history. Are you interested in being more highly placed in the department? Well, that depends on how I would get there. Hmm. Do you know what I am? What my children are? I have an idea. I'm no expert. You all seem pale. 
Would you rather have us as friends or as enemies? Mr. Rookwood, I would certainly hope we could be friends. I'm pretty sure I don't want you to be an enemy. <clears throat> I would hope I wouldn't give you any reason to think of me. I'm going to offer you a choice. Option one, I would like for you to work for us. You will still be a police officer. You will very swiftly be promoted uh, to a position uh, worthy of someone of your obvious abilities. Uh, you will keep an eye on the police force as it applies to my family and beings like us so that we stay apprised of things that are damaging to our interest. You will also keep me informed as to Mr. Gray's activities. Uh, it will not be a problem for you to come to work for us in this capacity if you agree to it of your free will. Option two, you will forget this conversation happened, and I do mean forget it, but while you won't remember it, you will have earned the enmity of the House of Rookwood. I think you'll, what do you? I think you'll agree that's a very uh, serious choice you that is, this is, we could call it a life-changing opportunity. You would benefit greatly from our patronage if you accept it. But uh, you have a lot to lose if you earn our enmity. You have a big family, fine young son. Mr. Rookwood, I haven't threatened your family. Did you just threaten mine? Yes, I did. Well, I guess you're not as smart as you look. Okay. Uh, he just sort of smirks at you. Uh, Josh, next to him, he actually takes a step towards you, and <laughs> his jaw drops down about four inches, and these three-inch viper fangs shoot out of his mouth, and his eyes turn a bright red. Uh, so you need to make a breaking point roll, which is resolve plus composure, uh, minus two. All right, may I spend a willpower on that? You may. Well, I guess I will. Oh, I'm sorry. You add your sanity to that as well. Resolve. I'm sorry. It's resolve or composure, whichever's better. Uh, in this case, yeah, whichever's better in this case. Plus your sanity, minus two. Okay. Well, that's that's better then, and I will. All right. Three. Okay. Uh, you have uh, a bit of a freak out uh, mm -hmm. because yeah, it's one thing to know that there's vampires in the world. Mm -hmm. It's another that I have one about four feet from you advancing on you, apparently ready to, you know, rip your throat out. Mm -hmm. um, but before he can do anything, uh, Abraham says, Josiah, control yourself. And uh, uh, Josh takes a step back and he shakes his head and it looks normal again. Uh, you are mildly traumatized. I'm going to say it's not as bad as normal because it was only a second, but you are... You are somewhat you are seriously intimidated at this point. Okay. Yes, you don't know whether Mr. Gray is in the room with you or not. You are assuming he is there invisibly, but he has not given mm -hmm. any sign of his existence. Um, actually, roll one more die for me. Just, just a die. Yeah, a single die. Ah, never mind. All right. Sorry. Um, that's not a big deal. Um, well, uh, I mean, am I am I able to? Talk or am I? You are, you are you are as frightened as you've been since you've been in since you were in Iraq. 
uh, or rather, it was Kuwait, wasn't it? Um, I forget what decade we're in. Uh, but yeah, you are deeply frightened, uh, but Josiah steps back and, uh, and Abraham glares at him and he turns to you and says, you understand now what forces you are dealing with in your ignorance? I believe so, sir. I apologize for my comment about you. You are obviously a very, very powerful individual. I would like to ask that I have a little time to think about your... I will grant you this. One night. We will send someone for you at this time tomorrow night. And you will come before me and give your answer. Thank you. And then he leans forward and stares at you mm -hmm. very deeply. Mm -hmm. uh, and you will tell no one of this meeting. Do you understand? Yes, sir, I do. And you do understand, because you feel that you are incapable of discussing this meeting with anyone else. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. And then uh, he turns to Joshua and gives him a glare that actually makes Joshua look somewhat intimidated. Take him back to where you found him and then come back here and we will discuss your lack of decorum. And at that point, Josiah, or Josh, whatever his name is, he looks a bit intimidated as well. Mm -hmm. um, but they escort you out mm -hmm. and take you to the van. And uh, no one's going to talk to you unless you talk to them. And you were kind of not oh, yeah, I'm just sitting there, just trying to keep my shit together. And they take you all the way back to where uh, you were and let you out. All right. And then they drive off, and then you hear behind you, you hear Mr. Gray say, you handled yourself very well. I'm quite impressed. I need a drink. I envy you that. Uh, come, I'll buy you something. And then we can talk. All right, uh, the rest of you, what did you do after you left there? It's okay, it's okay to say you did nothing, and we can move ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, they're not. Me, I, 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 doubt I'll be that, I doubt I'll be that lucky, because most of my games for every... Uh, four hours of game time, only two hours of activity passes. Uh, but yeah, you get back to uh, Olivia's place and uh, talk. So talk. Oh, I'm just bitching at him, saying if Luke gets eaten by a vampire, it's their fault. Who's Luke? Sorry. Yeah. Frank, sorry. Yes, if Frank gets eaten by a vampire, it's all y'all's fault. Yeah, all the ones that want to go Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray wasn't the one following him. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about the mysterious van that Frank just told us about. Well, he's an adult. Take care of himself. I'm going to pour myself. Supernatural things? Mmm. Mmm. Mad. Big mad. Well. Like if anything, what would you have been able to do if something was to happen? I don't know, but at least I'd know if something happened. We're just relying on the hope that Mr. Gray will do something. We'll give it some time. And if we haven't heard back from him, you know, in a couple hours, we'll contact Mr. Gray and... See where he is potentially or what's going on. 
Fair enough. Still not happy about it. I'm just going to go sulk. That's fair. If no, it is, in fact, going to do something stupid, uh, or then uh, we'll cut back to loop. But I always want to give you a chance to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a good, I'm a good storyteller that way. All right, Luke. Uh, they drop you back off in front of the, uh, the, the big building. I think that was going to be called now, the big building with two Gs. That's what his, that's what his official name is. Uh, and you go back to the club and the private room. Um, and he pauses and kind of throws his breath at you. And not to be indelicate, Officer Jones, uh, do you have a problem with alcohol? I would hate to be an enabler. I only have a problem when there's not enough of it. Hmm. Well, there is that. And he orders you a bottle of probably $200. Is it scotch you like or whiskey? Oh, you know, it doesn't matter as long as it's uh, brownish. Uh, a, uh, a $200 bottle of scotch. Oh, thank you very much. That'll do. Poor, poor um, glass. Clearly... Clearly, you are somewhat shaken by what just occurred, although I assure you, you were never in any real danger. I am perfectly capable of dealing with the Brookwoods if the circumstances warrant it. Um, would you like me to do something about your current mood? Uh, well, am I, I mean, I can't, I can't talk about what I, I can't even... Uh... Sorry. <laughs> Like a sieve, and he looks at you very intently. Uh, and let's see. I'm probably gonna get brain cancer from all this shit. <laughs> and says, You are no longer under the Rookwood's influence, and you are very calm about what happened. Okay, and this sort of wave of relief passes over you, and you feel that compulsion slip away, uh, and also. Uh, the trauma you experienced, you, you no longer have that condition, so you were back to normal. That son of a bitch threatened my son. Yes. He's a vampire. We do things like that. But worse than that, it was appallingly clumsy and stupid blackmail. I would, I would value your counsel in I don't know what I should do. If I go work for them, he's going to have me spying on you, my family, on God knows what they'll have me doing, and I may not have a choice. And if I don't do it, I'm going to have to move us all to Brazil or somewhere. It is a difficult situation, and to be brutally frank, Frank, (laughs) what he did in there, while appalling and crude, as I said, is not, strictly speaking, a violation of our laws. In fact, the closest he came to violating the laws of our kind is to give you a day to think about it and then simply trust in his own ability to alter your mind in order to keep his offer a secret. Uh, Had you been able to break free of that, you might have threatened the masquerade, which is much more serious than simply trying to blackmail a police officer. To be honest, I'm somewhat surprised he gave you the choice. I imagine there are at least a dozen or so of your fellow officers who are who took the same deal that he offered you. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I don't know what to do. I, I, if you accept his offer, then you will become blood-bonded to him, and you will 
experience a supernatural loyalty to him. Um, you will essentially be his slave. Your loyalty to him will be greater than your loyalty to your family. Well, that can't happen. Alternatively, and I'm just offering this as something to think about, if you were to become blood-bonded to me, I would be willing, in exchange, to offer up a blood contract guaranteeing that I would protect your family from the Rookwoods as much as possible. And using my authority with the Camarilla over this city, I believe I would be able to forbid the Rookwoods from going after any member of your family by claiming the right of protection over them. I realize, of course, you have no reason to trust me over the Rookwoods beyond the fact that well, I'm personable and they are thugs. Not wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you've kept your word to protect it. So what would I, what would I do for you? What is this blood? <sighs> I would feed you a certain quantity of my blood. You would not become a vampire. Um, there are many terms for what you would become, uh, some more delicate than others. I prefer, I prefer the term agent. I would become um, a Guillermo. <laughs> um, you would feel a high degree of loyalty to me, but as I said, I would do it contingent upon a contract to offer protection to your family. So you would still feel the same loyalty to them. Um, there are certain benefits, improved health, um, the potential to learn certain superhuman abilities. Immediately you would become stronger than the average mortal uh, and healthier. Uh, do you have any uh, recurrent health issues? Well, I'm not as young as I used to be, but I'm... And I imagine my liver's taken whacking ears, but reason. Well, it would fix that. Um, we frequently offer the blood bond to mortals who have valuable skills and are uh, dying of disease, as, it, as the blood bond can even place cancer in remission for the duration. Well, if you'll promise to promise that my family will be alright, then I'll do it. Okay. Gestures to the whiskey. You may continue. Uh, I'll be back in a few months. <laughs> well, I'll continue, all right. Era, <laughs> uh, any, is anyone doing anything yet? Um, about how long has it been since um, we left Frank with Mr. Gray alone? Uh, probably about two hours by now. Okay. Um uh, I would probably call Mr. Gray and see what's going on. Uh, it goes to voicemail. And then about five minutes later, uh, you get a text back saying, doing a thing, Frank is perfectly fine, call you soon. I will show the text message to everyone else. Means Frank's dead. At least we got a response. I don't think... I don't think he would lie about this, but it does make me wonder that. what they're getting into. 
I mean, this is worse than Justin's sandwich. Look, we, we, I believe Mr. Gray can keep him protected. And I just want to point out, you're all putting a, a lot of faith into a, uh, a dead guy. Who apparently hey, you're the one who said, oh yeah, they're fine. Oh, no, 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 no. I trust Frank, not Gray. Frank, not Gray. There's a distinct difference. To train long. Adult. Gray? Gray, I don't trust him as well. Actually, I can probably throw him quite a distance now. Uh, <laughs> throw a car? Uh, and he does, in fact, come back about 15 minutes later uh, with a contract uh, written on parchment. He hands it over for you to uh, look at it. Um, and he gives you that special pen uh, that they used before for your blood contract. It's a very simple and straightforward document uh, in which it says, basically, um, <clears throat> I, uh, Francis Jones III, uh, will accept the status of blood agent uh, for the vampire identified as Mr. Gray. In return, I, Mr. Gray... Uh, do promise to place the immediate family of uh, Francis Jones III under uh, the protection of the Camarilla, provided that they do nothing to threaten the masquerade. I accept all penalties for any such breaches of the masquerade that I do not personally correct and impose punishment for. And that's basically it. All right, well, I'll read, you know, Read it pretty slowly, because I'm not some kind of super genius like Charlie. But, uh, yeah, once I've read it, I will, uh... I... Huh. I think, I'm trying to think if, uh... You don't have the happy die. What I've been doing is I have a random die generator that goes from 1 to 7. Um, and uh, the higher it is, the better it is for you. Well, I'm just trying to decide if I would do... Yeah, I probably wouldn't even really think about it that much. I will kind of take a deep breath and mutter, and then I will do the sign of the cross myself, since I'm a good Catholic. Well, I'm a lapsed Catholic, but it may be my last chance, but I'm hoping it doesn't send him into a frenzy. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, doing that, and then I will sign the document. Okay. And he takes the pin from you, and he signs his name. Um... And it just says Mr. Gray. It doesn't have a full name on there. But uh, And then he rolls that up. I'll get you a copy of this shortly. Um, all right. And he looks around the table and finds an empty uh, glass. And he uh, holds his wrist over it. And then he digs his fingernail into a vein and just sort of pulls it like that. And drips mm, a good bit, probably about uh, uh, half a cup of blood into this empty glass. And then and then he licks the wound and it's completely healed. And then he slides the glass over and he says, I, I assume you might be uncomfortable drinking from the source. Yes. Alright. Cheers. Yeah, hell. Drink it down. Okay. It is so much better than the best scotch you've ever had. Um, it is, you are dizzy for a second by how good this tastes. Okay. 
Um, and you look at Mr. Gray, and you, first of all, you do, in fact, first of all, you sober up instantly, uh, and any remaining trauma from earlier in the night are, is gone. Uh, you sit up straighter, uh, like you're kind of wired and full of energy, more so than you've been in, in a long time. Um, you uh, turn and look at Mr. Gray, and you feel this intense feeling of gratitude to Mr. Gray for doing this for you. Oh, this is, this is better. This is good. Yeah. He smiles. I'm glad you like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, or. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, since you do have kind of an addictive personality, um, uh, roll your resolve uh, plus composure. Okay. Uh, is this your one success here? Yes. Okay. Uh, you fight down the temptation to ask him for more um, because you, you feel like you would really like it too much. You do worry that whatever he just, that his blood actually has addictive qualities. I'm probably not worried about it right now. Probably not right now. Um, let's see. Do you uh, want to... All right, so... It's time to speak plainly about some things. Um, I must ask you not to reveal any of these sensitive details to your family uh, until such, unless they agree to a similar arrangement. Um, I can trust you now that you have taken the blood and are one of my agents. Yes, sir. Uh, the organization I belong to is called the Camarilla. It's an Italian word for small room, uh, simply because that's where they were when it was created. Uh, it was founded in the, at the height of the Inquisition in the 12th century, due to, long story short, uh, mortals became aware of supernatural beings, and especially vampires, did not like it well, tried to burn us all. Uh, and so it was decided by the elders of both the vampire community and the other supernatural groups that the world must forget that the supernatural exists. I have been an operative of the Camarilla for a very, very long time. So, my job as an operative of the Camarilla is to go where I'm assigned, uh, and uh, usually I'm sent to places where a vampire, sometimes other supernatural beings, but usually a vampire, uh, is too obvious with their activities and uh, threatens the revelation of our existence. On the night your family got involved with this, I was attempting to arrange the purchase of a videotape that revealed the, that the Rookwoods of Knoxville were a clan of vampires. It's a small family, only four really just a small family of vampires. They were not all originally named Rookwood, uh, but they have been floating around for about 200 years. But Knoxville is a small city, and four vampires is enough to effectively rule it um, much more than that, and the population would be too high to support us. I came here about six months ago in pursuit of, well, several things. Um, my primary overarching mission I am assigned to a task force dealing with the cult of Am Am Amanwet, 
Um, I think you may have heard of that name in connection with your sister. Uh, she was the one who drew my attention first because for Egyptology background. The, more recently, uh, there were reports of uh, a Betamax video about the Rookwoods, and I was attempting to acquire that and well, destroy it before the silly fools revealed us all. Do you have any questions so far? Uh, no, sir. All right. So, uh, what we will do uh, tomorrow night, you will come back here. Um, we will, you will go back to the Rookwoods. I will come to you visually visible this time uh, and inform them that you are one of my agents and will remain my agent in Knoxville for the foreseeable future and that the rest of your family is under my personal protection. Again, so long as none of them reach the masquerade. Don't let anyone have loose lips uh, and your family members who are presently lycanthropes make sure that they're all locked up nice and tight on the night of the full moon. Can you handle that, Officer Jones? Yes, sir. Frank, I guess? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, can I give you a ride to your family? Uh, suppose that that would be helpful. Now, Alan, when he said it, did he did he mean that I can't tell them about what happened tonight? You can't mention any of the details about the cat, the history of the Camarilla, sure, or right. uh, stuff about uh, the the Rookwoods. I mean, you know they're vampires, so most that you can tell. But basically, you can tell them that uh, you are under your family's under grace protection, okay. uh, and. Uh, Really, just don't tell them anything about the Cambrilla. It's just going to be the organization I work for. Uh, and uh, way, he didn't really tell you too much. Uh, and in fact, how much you tell them about, you know, do you plan to tell them that you actually drank Mr. Gray's blood? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, he will leave that to your discretion as long as you trust them not to, you know, flip out, as the young people say. Oh, I'm. I'm sure none of my family being so level-headed like... Sorry, Charlie, I meant flat-headed. I get immunity from the Rookwoods. That's really all I wanted. <laughs> get rid of that liver disease. Uh, you do get... You can add this to your character sheet if you want. You do get one dot of potence, which gives you uh, plus one damage on all your brawl and melee attacks and plus two to your strength for lifting purposes. Uh, another thing, once you have drunk it, you can look at him and... Even though he looks a lot more human than the Rookwoods, you can tell that he is a vampire. Uh, it, it, there's, there might as well be a flashing sign over his head that says this is a vampire. Um, you also need to mark this on your character sheet. You have a secondary virtue. Uh, you regain a willpower whenever you keep Mr. Gray happy. Uh, and a secondary vice of... Uh, Get more Vitae however I can. I think I'll squeeze it out of Josiah. Okay. Uh, he takes you downstairs, uh, and he has a driver. Um, you can look at the driver and tell that his driver, who's very quiet and, and communicative, uh, is, he's not what the same thing that you are, but he is devoted to Mr. Gray under a different system. You don't... You don't understand it intuitively, but you can, you're welcome to ask. No, 
I won't impose on I'm not going to flood him with questions. Uh, if he senses that adjective for me, please. This is, this is a big life change for you. Uh, feel free to ask me any questions. I may not answer, uh, and I may charge you not to reveal anything I tell you to others. Uh, but uh, at this point, uh, as long as I can continue to rely on you, I have no... Well, I don't have many secrets from you. I, I can still go out daytime. Oh, yes. You, you are not a vampire. You're, you're a blood agent. And, uh, and gesturing to the driver. What about him? Other people? Uh, he is what is called conditioned, uh, which simply is it's an inferior condition to yours. It doesn't provide any health benefits or supernatural affinities. Uh, he is basically a hired chauffeur who is incapable of noticing or remembering anything unusual that he sees or thinking strongly about such things uh, and is otherwise preternaturally loyal to me. But uh, for people in your situation, I would prefer you that my agents have a much stronger degree of flexibility. Yes, sir. Are there any duties that I'll have do for you or mm. we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later once you've acclimatized yourself beyond uh, protecting you from the Rookwoods I'm, I must confess as long as I'm going to be in Knoxville uh, it would be worthwhile to me to, to, me to do for me the same thing that uh, Abraham Rookwood wanted you to do for him which is keep him apprised at any Unusual events in town. Yes, sir. All right. Um, and soon enough, they arrive at the apartment complex where your niece uh, lives. It would probably be best if I did not accompany you in, although if, if you want me to, I will. But I think it might be best for you to just talk with him alone. Yes, sir. Please, just and call me Mr. Gray. Yes, sir. And thank you. You're welcome. Have a good evening. All right. I think to bring the bottle with me. Yeah, you, you take the bottle with you. All right. Uh, all right. So, um, so y'all been talking for a while, and you've texted uh, several times uh, to Mr. Gray, and I got a response since that last one. And then they're around probably midnight, there's a knock at your door. I'm going to open it. Ooh, Frank, Jesus Christ. It's Frank, and he has fangs, and it's covered in blood. You have to invite me. I can't come in. Happens. Yeah, come in. You need to tell us everything that happened. Immediately. In as much detail as possible. Do I notice anything strange? Does he smell funny? Does he, like... Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, he might actually know. Not a whole lot. You don't really have a frame of reference, but we'll see. Roll your uh, wits plus investigation and add your primal urge. I should have gone and bought some Axe body spray before I came in. <laughs> what is that primal urge roll? Uh, that's potentially to notice anything weird about Frank. Um, you would need a lot of successes because y'all don't really know... You haven't bothered to purchase any. Well, yeah, at a chance, really. To purchase any of the gifts that you can learn. So it's investigation plus wits plus primal. Where is primal urge on the sheet? You know the werewolf sheet, right? 
Yes. Uh, then it should be above uh, between willpower uh, and mor- morality. One success out of six dice. <laughs> Zero successes, and I got a one. I don't know jack shit. Mm. Okay. Botch. Um, botch. Take the botch. How can I botch Hell. this? <laughs> He's a vampire. You attack. You go into a rage. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> Jesus I quick, Christ. I quickly empty my bottle and then hit him with a. Uh, all right. Well, let's do this then. Uh, Roll up a newspaper. Uh, Oliver, um, if you thought your uncle Frank had been turned into a vampire, how would you feel about it? No, oh, no. And Frank has run away. Frank fled. That's how he feels? Panic. Filled the roll so bad he left. Uh, <laughs> would it make you angry? Is my question. If it's I'm about to roll one dice. If it's high, I w- if it's above five, I'm angry. If it's below, then I'm not. What if it's exactly five? <laughs> it's a five. There we go. Oh, my God. The odds. The oh, odds. you're neither one way nor the ambivalent. other. Ambivalent. I, I just, I guess I don't really care about it. Um, if he was to turn into a vampire, just... Uh, Oh, great. Somebody else that's supernatural in the family. We're just going to make this a family affair now, aren't we? I guess and my question is, all do, you, together. Do, you, do you think the situation would be stressful enough to where you took a point of rage off? No. Not, okay. Not with Roland. So you, you, feel, uh, you feel just somewhat upset about this assumption that Frank is a vampire now, uh, but it is not, but you, you know, Shove the snarling beast in your chest back down into his cage for a little while longer. So, uh, Frank comes in. He looks kind of shell-shocked. Uh, Frank, he, he, he pulls out a bottle of what Charlie probably recognizes as $200 scotch, and he takes a swig straight out of the bottle. Uh, Frank, uh, yes, please. You, <laughs> Frank, you can't help noticing that you know the, the buzz from the liquor isn't nearly as good as the buzz from the glass you drink from. Oh, I do notice. Yeah, so he yeah, takes man. a swig of this and then just, just kind of a mildly disgusted look. And, and then I assume ha- uh, you can yeah, hand, hand it off to Charlie when he comes forward or you can say, fuck yes. you, it's all mine. Yes, I'll do that and then plop down on the couch. Can I do some kind... I mean, obviously I can't smell if anything's wrong, but like, can I do some kind of empathy roll to see kind of how Frank's feeling in this moment? Sure. Frank, are you trying at all to uh, conceal your emotional state? Uh, uh, probably. And there would be manipulation subterfuge, so both of y'all can roll. Fuck, that is not high. I'm going to use a willpower because why not? What did my? I'm, I'm not trying to. Get? I'm not trying to look. By the way, uh, in what? In what? Where are you rolling? And in, in the, is anything weird? As opposed to anybody um, just asking me what happened. I'm just trying to get a read on you before we even talk. What did you roll? Uh, uh, Two successes. What did you get? What what am I rolling for? Uh, I thought you said you were trying to conceal your emotion. No, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Well, in that case, that is enough. He He has been through some type of traumatic experience. He does not appear to be wounded at all, however. Um, but yeah, something clearly happened. Okay. Frank, what happened with the van with Mr. Gray? 
Well, uh, yeah, the Rookwoods are blood-sucking ass. You met they, the Rookwoods? Uh, I did. I went to their place. Made me they very, made you go to their place. Very unpleasant choice to, uh, but they gave me to think about it, and Mr. Gray kept his word and be safe. We talked. We all need to be very careful. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work for Mr. Gray for the time being. Just so you signed help. another contract. I'm. I'm helping him keep. I'm. I'm helping keep him apprised of what's going on at the apartment, and as I find out going on in the city, and for that he keep all of us safe. Do you think we're in that much danger? Yes. Just from the Rookwoods? They said they're... What did we do to them? Shit. I don't think we have to do anything. Uh, but that's okay. But the terms are we have to... We have to keep ourselves from doing it. Hurt Mr. Gray. But what does Mr. Gray get out of this? Just Just information? He gets my help. Keep yeah, information about the city. Maybe I'll get to spy on the Rookwoods. Who knows? Okay, that's it. I'm fine. With my a... so I I'm trying not to metagame because we shouldn't have heard anything. Um would I be able to tell if he was being deceptive or not, or no? He is well, a bit deceptive in what he's told you so far. Okay. He, he, he declared he wasn't trying to deceive you. Yeah, okay. Okay. Never mind. You can keep going, Frank. Sorry. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that's what I, that's what I, uh, that's what I want to tell y'all. And I'm going to turn in. My nerves are a little shot. I just want, want to get a good night's sleep. And tomorrow we can, uh, whatever. Hmm. I'm fine. Narrator, he was not fine. <laughs> well, okay, as long as he, you're in fact, sure, Frank. was never fine. He will never <laughs> be fine again. Three days later. <laughs> <Frank was fine>. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Frank, uh, do you need somebody to, you know, make sure you get home safely? Would you be fine? Um, do you want to crash here? I'll I'll just uh, sleep right here on the couch. That one bedroom apartment is popping. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I mean, else has houses, and we can always come to my one bedroom. Oh, I'm going to my house tonight. I'm not sleeping here. Ooh, no, 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 no. I love it. Uh, no. Sleeping in the hammock out on the patio with my back. I'm not sleeping on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could just well, curl up in front of the fire and dream, dream of chasing rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I do. I look at him and I flip him the bird. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anyone want to do anything else that night? Otherwise, we'll pick up the next day. I do. Um, I'm, my character is going to start taking up yoga and learn okay. breathing exercises to help keep myself calm. <laughs> uh, there is a very meditative yoga. mind you can learn if you want to take that. 
Uh, it should be in the rules. If it's not, let me know and I'll look it up. But I think it's one one point. Okay, then that's what my character is going to start going for. And of course, you know, do the process of, you know, actually training for that and all that so I can justify spending the experience points. Okay. Uh, and also for the two werewolves, if you wish over time to learn any werewolf gifts, you, <laughs> they're, they're hard to learn if you are not you know, actually trained and actually a full wolfen. Uh, but uh, you can learn some of them. Uh, so um, let me know if you're interested in that. I'm not going to worry about telling you what all the gifts are available uh, until you actually are to the point of wanting to actually buy any. Thank you for listening to another episode of Knoxville by Night, a World of Darkness playcast. We have posted episode discussions on the Reddit page at r slash Knoxville by Night pod, and we will be doing that going forward. We recently added a thread about things you would like to see or like for us to do on the show. We are still on Instagram and Twitter, where you can follow us along there for updates and other things that might pop up. You can message us on any of our social media accounts for requests, ideas, or any other ways to make this show a better one. A link to our Patreon page, along with all the rest of our social media accounts, will be in the description. And on the Patreon, exclusive content is coming, and other content will be available coming soon. Please leave a rating or review on wherever you listen to us, and as always, episodes will be released on Friday nights. Your players tonight have been Luke as Frank Jones Jr., Anthony as Oliver Connor, Brooke as Olivia Connor, Chrissy as Rivera Jones, and Stick as Charlie Connor. Storyteller is Alan or the Sinister Man. The intro and outro is Wayfaring Stranger by Brian Mitchell. Thank you again and hope you all join us next session. Okay. Nope. I need coffee. I actually need coffee. I'm going to make some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. <laughs>